Well, that answers my question. Jeff Winger is sexy even in a coffin. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. And today we're talking about Community Season 2, Episode 13, Celebrity Pharmacology. Uh, Before we get into the fun of the show, we want to just send a, you know, happy thoughts to everybody. Hope you're doing doing as well as you can, and we love you. Um, And now... As we go, it is time for Outsourcing Mike's Bits. Boy, I hope we, uh, me going directly into the Mike's Bits part doesn't... I like how you're like, hey, we want to make sure everyone's doing okay after the week we had, you know, with that whole coup thing going on. I hope that Um, jumping into the bits segment... Here's here's some fun music, and here I'm going to read a stupid card. Uh, The card's going to be like... Hey, so uh, sure, yeah. what what oh. were you doing during the 2021 United States coup attempt? If I'm, first I, off, if, if these cards have that, I'm gonna be I'm gonna call it witchcraft at that point. My goodness. Uh-huh. Anyway, I haven't gotten that if good every, good shuffle yet. Every bad thing I've ever said about what the heck deck would be thrown out the window. Yeah, because it's a it's a <laughs> wizard, Harry. Like, come on. All right, let's see what we got on top this time. Anyway, I, I, I'm not trying to be glib with the hope everybody's having a good time. It was not a bit. I I know it's been stressful for everybody. Again, this I don't listen well, to I mean, the music. We, we literally missed last week's episode because we were like, hey, should we record? And yeah, it was like, like hey, uh, this sucks. Everything sucks. Yeah, no, Can we not? not? No. Oh, my goodness. This is such a... I don't know if this is a good question, but read, it is. Read it me is, that card. You're, it you're, is definitely one to look at. You are beholden by the laws of your by own stupid bit. By the laws of outsourcing Mike Spitz, I must read you the card. Have you ever had anything waxed? If so, what? Have I ever had anything waxed? Okay. <laughs> I literally throw these cards immediately away. Here I was worried that it was going to be like, what were you doing during that coup? And instead it's like, yo. Again, if it was, I would be impressed. You you ever get like, your bits waxed, huh? Now, hold on. It doesn't say bits specifically. Yeah, but okay. Okay. Let's. So first of all, no, I have not ever had anything waxed. Because I've seen that that scene in The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and I will pass on that. Thank you. Yeah, the chest hair seems painful granted my chest does not look like steve carell's chest so neither does mine still don't want to do that but there are only a handful of places where a person will get waxed and i'm here to tell you that not not a majority but like over 10 percent of those places are naughty so like (laughs) I was not expecting the word naughty for some reason. <laughs> this um, is a family podcast. That's so. true. We, ha- I believe we've uttered the words genitalia before. <laughs> uh, so I just, I think that's, I think that's a, a kind of rude question. I mean, like, are you going mean, to, could... 
Well, it, it could I mean, be like eyebrows. People sure. wax their eyebrows. You I can think. get your eyebrows waxed. You can uh, get you can get chest. some facial hair waxed. You can get some Back legs hair. waxed. Yeah, There's a lot got, of places. We got places to wax. We, there are some naughty beings, places. We have a lot of places to wax, get hair off of that we don't want hair there. But but look, I mean, so okay, let's pretend let's pretend you're at a party, right? You got you got the vaccine, and the first thing you're doing is Ugh. like, I'm gonna throw a party. We're gonna we're gonna have some delicious beverages. We're gonna pull out this what the heck deck, this award winning soothsaying what oh, the heck deck. I don't know deck. if it's award winning. I hope it's not. Anyway, my point is, I and I, then I, you can't, pull, I haven't no, followed me, you past vaccine yet. <laughs> let me finish I, I heard here. vaccine. I'm like, oh, what a life that would be. You you are th- the first thing you do is you throw a party to pull out cards from the what the heck deck, and you pull. Has ha, have you ever gotten anything waxed? And somebody at this party playing this game with this stupid mm-hmm. deck suddenly looks like they are about to die. They don't need to say anything. They don't sure. need to say anything. Everyone in the room knows there was a naughty bit that got waxed, they, and they, they don't want to say it. Their genitalia. They don't want to say it. Mm-hmm. You've just introduced a whole lot of of weird energy into this party with this sure. with this specific card. I wish it asked what I was doing during the the freaking uh, coup because at no, least that's, but that's a, not interesting because everyone was no, it's on not Twitter because watching. I was <laughs> pretending to work exactly. So pretending I wasn't even <laughs> pretending that hard, my friend. I was more like, you know what? I'm just not. <laughs> I I was pretending in the fact that I did not clock out. Um, so. ah, that's a good point. <laughs> I got paid for that time. I did not even try to work. So yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a weird card, is all. But no, I I have. Oh, I, I don't disagree with any. you on the fact it's a weird card. Oh, it's never, an odd one. I've never gotten anything waxed. No, thank you. I'd consider it. I I do I do I I, I do. Uh, this is not an ad, but I do have stuff from Manscaped. Good to know. Sometimes you you just like to have everything smooth. Boy, I have turned pretty much everybody <laughs> off of this podcast from there. Uh, so we have been rec- personal we have grooming been, is wonderful. We have been recording for mere minutes at this point, and so far we've already um, made some pretty dark humor references about uh, <laughs> the the coup against the United States. Hmm. And then referenced genitalia multiple and times. Referenced genitalia multiple times and talked about personal grooming. Uh, this we're this we're fe- doing. We're we're back back on top, baby. You yes, know, you know what? This is good you know morning, what? Greendale. It's best. Here's the thing: we're recording this less than a week after that whole thing. Uh, yeah, honestly, week's tomorrow isn't it? <laughs> honestly, it feels like it's been a year. We're doing our best. <laughs> I know, I, I know, I, I know. You're gonna have to bleep it, but it's gonna. It just feels we're, like it's been so long. We're doing, we're doing our best here. Oh, time um, means nothing. It's a flat circle, but also never goes anywhere. Boy. So, uh, should hey, we talk about the the episode of the television show now? I think that I think that's time for it. I think it's finally time to do that. I mean, unless you have anything else you want to say about personal grooming habits. I, 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 I do not. Do what you want, everybody. I mean, at this point, whatever, man. You, your woman or non-binary if, if, person, just what if whatever you feel like, do it. Go wax for it. whatever you want, as wax long it, as it's don't yours. Don't wax it. 
yeah, if it's yours, whatever. <laughs> Diet purple. I don't care. Uh, I ain't gonna see it probably unless it's on top of your head, and then I will, and I'm be like, that's a cool color you put your head your hair head gone. Nailed it. Oh uh, yeah. Season two, episode thirteen, Celebrity Pharmacology starts out in the study room. They are rehearsing for some sort of play. Mm-hmm. They are dressed up as bees and Pierce is dressed in a a marijuana costume. A marijuana costume. And uh it is it is your typical sort of anti-drug play mm-hmm. where Troy the bee is like I've just been feeling so lazy and low energy lately and then Abed the bee is like if I hey, may here's some uh- drugs. If I yes. may offer some punch up, yes, Abid. please do. Uh, no, oh, okay, Abid. <laughs> I mean, it's like messing up with somebody's name on purpose, but still, there's a B in the middle there. I think I think Abed would appreciate that. I think I think he, he could does get something that. like that later. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Abid is like <laughs> drugs are like a special honey. They give you a buzz, and then that's when Pierce shows up in the marijuana costume. And forgetting that Abed calls this out later, I was like, wait, but Troy the Bee was complaining about being tired, and so you want to give him some weed. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, he does ask some questions like, does it make people awake and work faster? Uh, I thought it just... I thought it just caused you to paint your van and solve mysteries. Sure. You know, um, the, the the obligatory Scooby-Doo reference. We just, we got to make it and we got to move on. So, yes, I called it out in my notes before Abed did. But yes, Abed calls it out. Um, Pierce also really wants to add in his own zingers. So, mm-hmm. like, he's like, hey, don't call me honey, honey. And complains that. He doesn't actually, as drugs, he does not actually have any lines in the entirety of the drug awareness play. And how can you be aware of someone with no lines? It's true. If I, if I were here, but not talking, would you be aware of me? Probably not, because this is an audio format. For the rest of the podcast, Mike will just do visual signs and not make no sound. I have my semaphore flags and we're going. Oh, I actually started doing stuff. I don't think it was useful. I don't have any flags, though. It made it really weird. Well, Abed calls out the the marijuana thing. Troy is like, I still felt more confident when I had the stinger in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, everybody's giving giving Annie notes because Annie's running this. Uh, Shirley doesn't think her character would say tripping balls, <laughs> which fair. I I can I can believe that. Um, I mean, she surely plays the role of a green crayon for some reason. I think sure. a green crayon would say tripping balls. Um, See, it's it's character differences like that that drives people off of a uh, that 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 irre- irre- irreconcilable character difference that two people have a different idea of what the character is that kind of can lead to people dropping a project. Just saying. I mean, I I just feel like if a green crayon was talking to me. I was like, "Whoa, why? Whoa, why are you, you're a green crayon? Why are you talking?" And that that crayon would be like, "Bro, you're tripping balls." First off, am I high? Y- y- likely, if Incredibly. I see a green crayon talking to me, yes, probably yes. Also, I didn't think about this. 
until having this conversation with you right here, right now, my friend. This is always what a is, good thing to hear. What is the what is the green crayon's role in this story? Because it's about bees who take drugs. Sure. And but a, a cool cat dies. A cool cat dies. Why is Shirley a green crayon? Look, I don't really think there's much about the play that makes any kind of sense. I think it's just a good excuse to put uh, Shirley into a green crayon costume for basically no reason. I'm not going to say that this play is terrible, but I do have some questions about it. Well, we never actually, I will say we don't actually get to see the full play. We not, never not get to see written. the full play as designed. Mm-hmm. So we can't say whether or not it's a good or bad play because we don't see it as the way it was created. Uh, So, yeah, anyways, we find out that Annie's putting this whole thing together and uh, Britta's like, I don't know that this is really going to like get kids to not do drugs. I mean, I'm pretty sure the reason I did all the drugs was because I had to sit through stuff like this. You don't count, Britta. You don't respond to anything appropriately. Thank you. Like in a (laughs) thank you kind of way which is amazing it is incredible that she reacts like that to in it's that such sentence. a great Brita moment I, it's, I love it's, it's an iconic Brita moment everyone everyone not everyone but a lot of people look down on Brita Brita sure. moments are some of my favorite moments they're very good moments um I will say that uh the dean is this is when the dean comes in and he is also in a bee costume he's like there's gonna be f- at least 50 kids from San Ramon middle school tomorrow which I looked it up, that and there's not one. But there are middle schools in San Ramon, uh, California. Um, so this is your Calif- uh, California moment. This is your Colorado moment. There's not one. I've got a better Colorado moment later, but that's fine. So yay! I love I love these little treats of Colorado moments. I really so, do. This isn't a joke. I I love them. Yeah, the dean uh, is like. Yeah, you know, there's going to be so many kids and and Annie sees the bee costume and she's like, "Oh, did you like were you looking to like be in this?" And he's like, "No, as you can see, uh thanks to this costume, uh I've got uh I've already got plans at the Ramada Inn uh down by the interstate or whatever he says. The Airport Ramada. The Airport Ramada. And uh as he walks out, <laughs> Troy is like, man, how come he gets a front stinger? <laughs> I mean, at this point, we don't even need to make any additional jokes. That's just a good joke. It's just it's a good joke. It's it's just I, look, I mean, we love this show for this kind of stuff because it is it. it and I'm not going to grades. I, I may accidentally go to grades, but the big swings like this, like like some of the, the chicken space things and are great but some of these like small little moments where somebody makes a weird joke that just lands perfectly that's what i I, that's what i'm here for it honestly feels like because we make a lot of references to like a gun in the first act and whatever where you drop that that little like that little thing now and then later on somebody references it and it's just a perfect payoff it's like that in like one scene format yeah, it's it's like the reference to it is like thirty seconds away from the payoff, mm-hmm. which is especially great. because while the dean is talking, you can see Troy's eyes kind of like 
lowering down the Dean's costume. Like it's He's so like, good. It's a good it's a good payoff. I mean man. it would I love it. It would draw some attention, I'll put it that way. So they are cleaning up the study room after the rehearsal. Um there is a line where uh Abed's like, Do you think bees eat their own honey? And Troy's like, I'm pretty sure they've at least tasted it. Is this is this a reference to like tasting your own like man stuff? I see. I don't know. Because that's how I read it. <laughs> Fair. I mean, I think that's a valid re- reaction to that joke. Maybe um, maybe it's just all the you're the worst that I always watch. I but mean, I was like, there- I was like, this is this is about this is about your own supply, right? I mean, like so, you, something you're supplying, you're also trying. I'll put it that way. I don't, I don't know for sure if it is that particularly, but it seems very valid that it would be that. I don't want to belabor this possible joke about ejaculate, but it does, it does just seem an awful lot <laughs> like that's what he's talking about. You gave up the game, my friend. <laughs> The game was afoot and you gave it up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Britta is complaining about uh, this guy who keeps texting her and Jeff is giving her some like crap for it. Cause she's like, cause he's like, um, Hey, like, you know, if you don't, if you don't flirt over text, like you're not even doing dating. Right. I mean, like, come on, get with right. the times. Uh, this is when Chang walks in straight to Shirley and gives her a get to know Chang mix mixtape cassette um, because he may be the father of her unborn child. Uh, apparently, the mixtape has a lot of Johnny Gill. Uh, and then since she probably doesn't have a cassette player, he has printed off a list of used cassette players on Craigslist. OK, I'm going to I'm going to open up Spotify. I want to see if there is a Chang's mix. Oh, if there's not, I'm disappointed with the fandom. Not really. Um, but if it doesn't have a lot of Johnny Gill on it, I'll be disappointed. Yeah, I don't see I don't see any playlists for Chang's mix. Well, it is the um, get to know Chang mix. So if you put it okay, in that, let's let's get to know Chang. Chang list. Mm. I'm just gonna say get to know Chang. Um, no, I don't, um, it's disappointing. Uh, this feels like a goof that would be here. <laughs> I do. I feel a little bit like somebody has to have like done that. Right. Somebody, yeah. somebody make a, a get to know Chang playlist on Spotify and send it to us and we'll, t- we'll, we'll tweet that bad boy out. Oh yeah. And I'm sure we'll reference it for weeks. <laughs> the, the bit about supplying a list of of craigslist uh used used cassette players on craigslist is just the icing on the, the cake yeah for it's that. not that he delivered a used uh cassette player it's that here's a list of them for you to do work also it's a printed out list so it's not like you, he emailed a bunch of links it's like 
here's a here's a printout. You already have to go basically to Craigslist. Yes, exactly. And then and then type in cassette player and pull up basically just, the same. Just list. incredible. Just simply an incredible joke. Um, that will work for probably these two people on this podcast, and frankly, <laughs> no one else. Shirley is just like, get out of my face. Like, well, Shirley doesn't even give him that. He just, she just ignores him completely and walks right. out of the she's, room with Britta. She's like, Britta, weren't, weren't you leaving uh, the room right now? And then walks out with Britta. Um, and Britta is like, you're going to have to face him at, at some point. Uh, and she's, she refuses. This is not, mm. she is not interested whatsoever. Yeah, does not exist to Shirley right now, which is, uh, it's a, it's a way of coping, I suppose. Uh, meanwhile, Pierce approaches Annie about how, you know, he used to do TV commercials for Hawthorne Wipes. Mm-hmm. He did a bunch of like acting classes and whatnot. So like he was basically the Gerber baby for Hawthorne mm-hmm. Wipes. Uh, one thing that Annie is doing is she's grabbing a discarded soda can. So that will be important. Um, but yes, uh, Pierce was in the Hawthorne Wipes commercials in the 50s and he's done a lot of physical comedy, funny dances and foreign accents. Name a country. I do physical comedy, funny dances, uh, foreign accents. Accents? Name any country. Russia. Point being, there are many tools I can bring to the table. (laughs) It's very, it's very good that he just doesn't do the accent when he's requested of doing it. After he says, name a country. Um, uh, I want to know, I want to know what he was expecting. Like how many, how many countries was he actually prepared to like, like if somebody was like, Italy like was he prepared with a bad Italian accent I don't think he was prepared I think I think it was a rhetorical statement I I feel like there's a small list of countries that he was prepared to give a very stereotypical sort of Mm. um yeah very like if she if she said if she said Italy he would have basically been like Mario uh from or he would have gone buca da apple right so like, like no, that's a that's not a that's not that's somebody's you know restaurant right so i i feel like i feel like he maybe had a couple in the chamber yeah but uh russia i, I feel like it was more problematic than italy <laughs> like i feel like he probably had a jamaican one in there and so that seems like a bad idea yeah i i think it's either it's either he had only problematic ones or he had nothing at all <laughs> Yes, I think this is the correct take. Basically, he feels like he's being wasted in this thing. Like he has he has no lines. Uh, he he meanwhile is like, well, Jeff, Jeff is on every page. Sure. And Annie just insists it's not about any individual person. The star is the message. Mm-hmm. Which, again, this is a anti-drug uh, play that they're going for, for children for children. It does make me wonder if all of the like anti-drug and and abstinence sort of uh, plays I had to sit through in in various levels of schools, if all of the the college actors were like, I really, really, really want to be the star of this uh, uh, like date rape scene. Yeah, like no Mm -hmm. one, no one cares that much about no one being does. the star of these things agreed uh, it's more likely that they were actually high while doing the anti-drug uh play 
I really, really, really want to nail the role of woman who looks at pregnancy test and cries. Why? Why did I not get that role? That should have been me. Now I have this like thought process of somebody in the background just being like, you suck. I would look at that much better than you would. I cry so good. Of just like in the background, just heckling them during Mm -hmm. this play Mm -hmm. um, that I kind of half enjoy and half feel bad about. You know, the usual, the pretty much usual reaction to any of my jokes. Yes. So after that moment, uh, we see that Britta left her phone on the study room table. Yes, And Jeff immediately grabs it and because it goes off there and there's yeah. a, a text message jeff immediately grabs it it's from a guy named marcus it's important says, to note that abed does reach out for it too but jeff beats him to it yes um, i'm assuming that abed is reaching it out to like turn down the volume or something like that rather than i mean abed's a good egg i'm sure he exactly he was just like oh britta left her phone i will grab that and like give it back to her next time i see her right jeff however jeff makes a different choice looks at the text message and then uh it's from a guy named marcus who says i'll be at the show tomorrow night are you really wearing a cat costume which first of all so let's let's go back to this this uh this reality where you are an actor in college who, who just you know you you got the role of cool cat number two in an anti-drug thing for children. Mm-hmm. Are you going to be like, hey, guy I'm sleeping with, want to come watch me perform this anti-drug thing for children? <laughs> I mean, fair. I will say that there is the possibility of, look, I got to do this thing. We'll, uh, we'll I'll do it. Well, then we'll head off and do our thing. You can watch if you want. And she, and then he's like, ooh, a cat costume. All right. Yeah, I do like I do like some kitty cats. <laughs> I don't I know why see- that, suddenly, that sounded so dirty to me, but that's fine. Jeff is like, he, he's like, he starts texting back and he's like, there's not much to the cat costume, but I can't wait to show you what's underneath. Oh, and Abed, I hate storyline. <laughs> Abed, of course, gives him crap for it. And Jeff is like, no, how can this not be a great idea? I'm pulling Britta into the dating world of 1997. Mm-hmm. Like, this is great. This is obviously great. And in no way will it backfire. This storyline is awful and I hate it, except for the fact that Abed does not engage at all. And I love that about Abed. So, yeah, we cut to... A scene where Annie is, uh, she has still been collecting cans. She takes a whole bunch of cans uh, to a recycling center mm-hmm. to get some money. Uh, Pierce so has this seen is, her. This is the other Colorado thing because this doesn't work in Colorado. There's no, there's no deposit on cans. Welcome to the Colorado moment. In Colorado. So... Like, I remember when I was a kid, there was, like, one specific place. It was this guy in this giant, like, semi-truck who who would sell scrap aluminum. And you could get, like, 50 cents for, like, a giant bag of cans. Sure. But, but as far as, like, collecting cans for money, 
there is no deposit on those bad boys in Colorado. Yeah, it's not like California, Oregon, Michigan, uh, Connecticut, Maine, Vermont, Massachusetts, New York, Hawaii, Iowa, or... Oh, no, that's five cents. Um, I was reading off of a can. (laughs) I was like, South Carolina, I don't remember that happening. (laughs) No, it's five cents. Just in a weird font. So she she could not... She cannot make that kind of money with that kind of. And even then, it's implied that the money is not a lot. I mean, she has at least some dollar bills. You you see her get back into the car and she's got at least a few dollar bills in there. Um, It's true. She had multiple bags of cans. So if you do like a 10 cent deposit like we've got out here, like, sure, that'll add up to to a, a small handful of bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. But even at that that guy that weird guy in the big uh semi truck at the parking lot at the grocery store back home, man, that level that number of cans would be like a buck. Like that you've painted a picture that I'm concerned about. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. A guy in a semi truck in the uh, in the parking lot of the gr- of the grocery store doesn't give me a whole lot of confidence about this this endeavor yeah it was just he's in a like big old like i remember it as a semi truck but i was a kid so maybe it was just like a u-haul or something like that kind of truck that doesn't but honestly that does not help me <laughs> but it makes it feel even more sketchy we we used to crush the cans and sure. and bring them to him and then my brother and i were like we're gonna get we're gonna get so much money and then like we'd end up getting you know like 50 cents a piece and it, it was not it was not worth the effort um, sure so you know unless unless it's a very specific like aluminum recycling operation because like his main the, this guy's main thing was that like you know, if you had big like scrap pieces of aluminum, he would he would buy that from you, right? right. Like, like he was he, effectively buying it. you the the cans too, but he did not have a high value on the cans because he could not use it as well. You can't, as the scrap you can't use much of that, right? So, uh, like, I, we had a we had an old uh, garbage can we brought him once because it it was all banged up and and we got uh, we got a new one, and so like. He he bought that off because it's scrap aluminum. I don't exactly. know why he was in a truck in in front of the the King Supers uh, for years. But I have, you know, I have concerns, but everything seems to have worked out, so I I will not share them. This is one of those stories that you you tell another human being, and they're like, "Wait, what?" And you're like, "Huh, I guess that <laughs> no, was kind of weird." Huh. No, clearly this is a normal thing to be doing. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> You know what? I hope I I honestly want to be the outlier on this one. I want you to put like a Twitter. Is this weird? Like poll, <laughs> and I'll vote on it, and I'll be like, yeah, it's weird. And then no one else does, and I'm like, I'm the weird one. Oh no! Look, I'm I'm not gonna put up a poll just because I I don't because even know it, it how does, to. It does have a high probability of dunking on you specifically. Yes, that's I, a good I point. will. I will just say if anyone listening to this right now has ever taken their cans to a guy in a big truck <laughs> in a parking lot of a of a grocery store uh, to to sell for scrap aluminum, um, let me know. Send me an email. T- tweet at us at yeah. Good Greendale. Yeah, Ben let's, is let's starting talk about a, this. 
Ben is starting a therapy group for anybody that has had this situation. Uh, so they can just talk through their experiences. Um, wow. Anyways, what a, Colorado what a does not have a Colorado moment. Oh, Colorado does not have a can deposit. So I don't know how she made that kind of money. Annie's Annie goes back to her apartment after this, this plot <laughs> hole, um, this setting based plot hole. And Pierce shows up. Uh, you know, I didn't. I would never have thought that was a plot hole until you explained why it was, and I get why it is. It just makes me laugh, like cry, laugh that it is. Because I, I, you know what, I, I do remember crushing. I have a very strong sense memory of crushing the cans because we had one of those ones on the wall that you could like mm-hmm. pull down. Um, but Virginia does not have a deposit either, but we definitely took them somewhere, but I remember it being a recycling facility. It was not a guy in a in a in a semi truck <laughs> or a U-Haul in front of the Kroger. Uh they're called King Supers in Colorado, just for the record. Or City Market. <laughs> Anyways, it's fine. Um I bet you I bet you it's owned by the same company. It is. It's all Kroger. Um, it's all Kroger. Oh, is it is it supers with two O's instead of a U? With two with two O's, baby. That's so weird. <laughs> no, that's just a that's just a Colorado. No, it is store. weird. <laughs> that's no, not a, how you spell super. It's not. It's how you it's spell King Supers. Well, that's fair. It is owned by the Kroger company. So, uh-huh. yeah, no, I, I knew that. It's all Kroger, but it's King Supers. I just wanted just, to double check. Just, I just want. As long as we're on Colorado we're chat, and I'm getting dunked King on. Supers. We're getting. I'm getting dunked on over here about this weird aluminum buying guy. Look, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> you didn't have any negative consequences come out of it, and we haven't read any no, news I mean, articles I mean, about this guy. The only negative consequences I had was the excitement of the possibility of making some money as a child, and then getting you know 50 cents for for crushing all those cans in the garage one afternoon you did not um, make significant money that is it, that it is was not a, a it was not a great statement. return on investment so we go to annie's apartment finally <laughs> if you're done dunking on me with this aluminum guy look look this colorado moment was so wonderful and just i just enjoyed it so much i don't i don't think guys in trucks buying scrap aluminum in in king supers parking lots is really a Colorado thing. I think it no, was just a my it, childhood it, thing. We did we did go from the Colorado does not have a deposit <laughs> into the discussion. So I am going to continue that as the Colorado moment, and I do a, I do love it. And I, if you could put the Colorado State song under all that, wait, we've discussed this. You can't do that because there's I'm royalties. Not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I have the rights to do that. Um, we should look to see if it's in the public domain. I, I I do believe the song itself is in the public domain, but it does not oh, mean any specific performances yes. are under the public domain. That is domain. true. So we go to Annie's apartment finally. Uh, <laughs> Pierce shows up. Uh, so Annie, I think this is the first time we've seen Annie's apartment uh, from the inside. The inside, yeah. Uh, it, is a, it is a small studio apartment, um, which Annie has decorated quite nicely for the the, you know, kind of implied crumminess of this neighborhood and the apartment. And the fact that she apparently uh, has fished uh, curtains out of the dumpster in order to decorate. You know um, what? We we gotta. Some sometimes you gotta find it. You just gotta do it. Pierce shows up. Uh, he knocks on the door, and she lets him in. And Pierce, what are you doing here? Never mind that. There's a rapist in the hallway. 
That's my landlord. And if he wanted to rape you, you'd be raped. I wasn't going to include that that joke. <laughs> uh, oh, I did. So, um, Oh, I know. We might want to put a content warning on this one. <laughs> Annie, uh, we find out, because Pierce asks about it, that Annie lives above a shop called Dildopolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, he also is, asks, is when did they open a second location? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, not just a Dildopolis. We we've got a whole conglomerate of Dildopolises. It's like with with Wendy's when you're like, hey, let's go to the Wendy's, and and it's like, which Wendy's? And you say, oh, the one the one down on Vine, and you're like, oh, I hate that Wendy's. Yeah, we got to go to the with, better Wendy's. We, we got to go to the good Dildopolis. This reminds me of when when I go home and my family is like, go to Kroger, but not the one near us. Go to the Gucci Kroger. I'm like, Gucci Kroger? That's what we're calling it? Which one has the guy buying scrap aluminum in the... (laughs) Oh, as we discussed, this is not in Colorado. This is in Virginia. (laughs) So we do not have that guy, unfortunately. so we find out. You know what? If you want to bring it back to the guy bu- buying scrap aluminum, we can. No, but I figured you wanted to move I re- on. I, re- I regret my entire life up to this point. Um, no, 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 I'm not asking you to regret your entire <laughs> life. Just the fact that you brought it back up after we had moved on. We find out that Annie's parents have cut her off uh, yes. after she has gone to rehab. Because so she went to rehab and then she wanted to you know talk about it and like get she better to work and, with it yeah. yeah work through it and deal with it uh her parents apparently wanted to just put it behind them and uh annie went to rehab and her rehab and her mom cut her off uh, she also calls dildopolis a quote marital aid store end quote sure why not i thought that was funny it was a uh, funny description of a dildopolis I don't know if Dildopolis would describe themselves as such, but you know. I believe they describe themselves later in the tag. Annie has basically, uh, her, her entire way of living, this apartment, this crappy apartment in a bad part of town above a marital aid store, is because she has saved all of her money. Right. Uh, all the babysitting money. All the the money from gifts, all of the money from the period fairy, which uh, raises an eyebrow. Yeah, sure. Yes, I yeah, mm-hmm. I can agree with that. Pierce, uh, first of all, he he sort of has a uh, question about the period fairy, but he lets it go. I mean, he also has questions about wait, aren't all parents rich? Which boy, I don't even know where to start with this one. Right. So. Uh, she's like, well, no, I mean, I'd, I'd rather, uh, I I don't want to depend on, on anyone. Um, I don't want to depend on them. I I just want to be able to, to be my own person. And then Pierce is like, yeah, I mean, I get that. We would both rather die than let someone control us. It's that the language that Pierce always uses is very dramatic. And it is at that point that Pierce is like, here, tell you what. And he pulls out his checkbook. He starts writing a check out to Annie. And she's like, no, 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 no. I can't take this. I, I don't I don't want to take money from a friend. Um, and then he's like, no, no, no. Is this, it's not for me. It's yours. It just fell out of the sky. You earned so, it by being strong. 
She's like, well, it would help me make rent this month. And he's like, hey, don't worry about it. And he's about to leave. And then she's she, like, she Wait. does say that t- selling eggs takes weeks. And and Pierce tells her to save her eggs for a rainy day. As Pierce is about to leave, she's like, wait, why did you follow me here today? And he's like, oh, you know, I guess just to just to talk about the, the play and, you know, but honestly, compared to everything else, like, who cares if I don't have any lines? And she immediately buys into yeah. this and is like, yeah. you know, I mean... Yeah, you sh- you should do that. You should do that line. You know the the don't call me honey, honey line. Yeah, he uh, and yeah, yeah. He takes this one. Uh, he takes that note and he's gonna run with it. But first, uh, he goes somewhere. I don't know where this is, and he watches an old reel of the Hawthorne Wipes uh, advertisement. Um, and Pierce wasn't in the commercial. He wanted to be, uh, but he didn't do well enough in his quote damn audition. Um, his father tells him, and he turns to the the boy actor that they cast instead of Pierce as Pierce that he's a good boy, and his father's a lucky man. As the real Pierce walks off very sadly. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've seen uh, Cornelius Hawthorne uh, ever. I think so, and we see a very seemingly young Cornelius Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is played by a guy named Joe Freya, who I am not at all familiar with. I mean, he, you know, performs the 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 few lines he has here in this episode pretty well. He does, so. he does great. He's yeah. he's sort of a sort of a, a young Colonel Sanders sort of type. Yes, it is very Colonel Sandersy, which points out how important the Colonel Sanders in the KFC space station was to Pierce. <laughs> for a moment i thought you were gonna say in the kfc cinematic universe like the mcu sure it's about kfc will, and chicken i will say as do i you was think do you think that colonel sanders if- movie the the what the romance one do you think that <laughs> do you think that's like iron man where it's just like hey hey what's up here's an iron man movie and then at the end nick cage yeah. shows up and you're like oh it's a whole damn franchise baby what do you think the that's chicken the same initiative what do you think that's the same thing with this with this Colonel Sanders movie where has, they're like has yeah, to we, be. we we did we did a good we did a good short 15 minute Colonel Sanders movie now it's a franchise baby all but right guess next what? you know who also owns KFC Yum Brands you that's right the Taco Bell is here so like it's going to be a, it's me a whole thing is we Yum Brands cinematic universe YBCU Boy I hate it Boy I hate it <laughs> but but I do want to point out that all of my discussion of the the Colonel Sanders robot in the space station sounded like a joke, but it wasn't. I was actually trying to make a good point where where his reaction to the the virtual Sanders it, it points out the fact that his dad was a jerk. Mm-hmm. It's so it's uh it's surprising. Such a wi- it's a wild uh, thing that I that I could say as an actual like piece of information from the show, <laughs> but it sounds so much like a joke. In that KFC episode, they were originally going to do it with Dr. Pepper, and then Dr. Pepper balked. Uh, how do you think Dr. Pepper would have changed the character of Cornelius Hawthorne? Oh, he would be just a walking uh, hot pepper. <laughs> maybe a habanero i don't know maybe a jalapeno or a poblano maybe i don't know okay but he would definitely be some kind of walking pepper 
anyways, it the the next day, it's the day of the play. Spicy. I'm spicy. <laughs> it was a Burger King commercial where they had Joel McHale in it. See, it's on a, topic. A guy, guy tries to come up with his own catchphrase where he's like, I'm spicy. And I feel Joel like, I, I like know you can't I've give seen yourself. This recently. You can't give your. Yeah, I tweeted it the did other we day. Tweet it? Did we tweet it from the Good Greendale? I tweeted it and then Good Greendale retweeted it. It's weird that it retweets most of what you tweet. <laughs> Everything I tweet. Joe McHale's in that. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's a commercial that I quote way too often. I'm spicy! You can't make up a catchphrase. It's like making up a nickname. The, ne- the yeah. next day, it's the day of the play. <laughs> Pierce hands out a new script right yeah. as they are getting ready to go. And uh, they're all like, you can't just revise a script. And and Pierce is like, but, you know, I, I, I did. I, I jazzed it up. And yeah. Annie's, Annie's like. like just look over the changes. Yeah. It'll be see if it improves things. Uh, let's just see. Uh, so they they do a quick run through, and it's like, do you know? I'll probably just edit this in, but it's like, do you know where you can get drugs? Unfortunately, you can get them anywhere, anywhere. And then Pierce is like, I'm here, Zabadazui. Uh, no one laughs at this, and then Jeff says, "Good one," and everyone laughs. Uh, and he's like, "Well, it doesn't hurt hates. anything." Mm-hmm. Oh, of course. But Andy plays it off like, "Oh, it doesn't hurt anything. Just go get in the costume. Let's go break a stinger." So, and Pierce is immediately like, "You know what? I don't think that Zabadazui line works." And she's like, "The one you wrote?" He's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, how about we give that line to Jeff, and then I'll say." good one i think that's more like my characters my uh, my delivery Annie thinks that jeff will reject that change probably a very likely situation and pierce is like i just i i i think i've got your pen from when i cho- wrote you a check yesterday <clears throat> and he's like i'll go talk to jeff which is kind of amazing and it's just like first of all pierce is just being a manipulative dick sure but it's also just a fun little callback to cooperative calligraphy where it's like we had a whole damn episode about Annie Her missing a pen. Damn pins. It's not a it's not a pen, it's a principle. Right. And so I and I did find that callback of like, oh hey, I, I I think I grabbed your pen by mistake. Like I I don't I I do wonder how intentional of a callback that is. Because mm. I tend to believe Nothing happens by coincidence in community. That is a um, good point. And so the fact that of all things, Pierce is manipulating her by being like, you know what? I think I accidentally grabbed your pen. Like. I mean, part of it is the check of a lot of money that made made Annie's rent. But yes, the pen probably does help as well. She's like, uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go t- I'll talk to Jeff. And uh we find out that uh for some reason volunteers have handed out to all the the at-risk kids drug-free baseballs uh you know before the the play Uh uh-huh 
Um, because the dean tells everyone the next time they think about drugs, think about baseball instead. And as a base, as a fan who has watched a lot of baseball and read a lot of baseball news, it's hilarious to me that baseball was chosen as the joke here. I assumed it was a like, if you are trying to not uh, finish during sex, think about baseball. Uh, like no. base- baseball as this like distraction, this this universal sure. distraction. I imagine that that's probably where the Dean was going, but the, the reality of the situation is that baseball has had many steroids, drug, uh, scandals. And I find it very funny in that way. Maybe it's a joke on two levels. It's I like, think it might be actually, it's like, and also it puts baseballs in the kids hands for them to not throw at the performers. It's a tr- it's a triple joke. It's a it's a double joke with a bullet in the a gun in the first act. Wow, I was going to make a joke about it being a triple play for a baseball term. <laughs> and you're like, Dan- well, it, there's a bullet in it. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like it's some sort of baseball thing that involves three of a thing. If only there was a term for that. <laughs> It's almost like you've got the bases loaded for your joke because there are three men on base. It's like, you know, you've got home runs. But what if it was like triple home runs? That's a thing, right? A a, a throne run. And then your head explodes because I've missed so many, so many obvious baseball puns. <laughs> I, I don't even have my glasses on. I can't look at you right now. <laughs> That's fine. If if uh if you need to if you need to take a, a break after that, we can take a short stop. Oh um, and this is the one you got. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh Wow, this is gonna be what what a wonderful episode of Good Morning Greendale this is. We're talking about drugs. We're talking about weird guys buying aluminum. It. We're. <laughs> what? Are, what are we talking about this week? Uh, I don't mean to steal your thunder, but I'm gonna pitch you a oh, suggestion. I, just like you sometimes. <laughs> um, I love you always, but sometimes it's just like, oh, you're digging at me. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're feeling trapped under the weight of all of these very forced baseball puns, then I'd like to to offer you a way to break those Barry Bonds. <laughs> you know, the other ones were actually kind of funny, but this one just didn't work. <laughs> You you got so instantly deflated on the video there. I'm I'm sad no one got to see that but me. Yeah, because I had um, I'm like I was I was expecting a good one, and then it wasn't even oh no, a bad. I've, I've used all my good ones. Yeah, it was um, a uh, it was not a if to take the flophouse parlance a joke I kind of like. Uh. Anyways, uh, so Chang is still trying to get Shirley's attention. And uh, she says that you can't ignore me forever. And then she gets up and leaves and it's like, well, maybe you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of it. He, st- he starts to fill in his eyebrows for some reason. It was very funny to me. I mean, you know, it's free makeup. Why not? That's true. We find out while they are getting ready to do the play 
uh, Britta is like, yeah, my my 14 year old nephew Marcus is going to be in the crowd today. You know, he he actually goes to this school. So like Mm -hmm. and then uh, she's like, oh, he's he's like so excited about seeing me. He's like, look at this text. Can't wait to see you. I've been looking forward to this for so long. You are the coolest aunt in the world. And then she's like, but what does this mean? And it's an eight, an equal sign, and a greater than sign. Yes. Jeff knows this as a, as an emotopenis. I know that Britta exists 10 years into the past uh, at all times when it comes to technology. Yes, but people were still sending emotopenises around back then, too. I... I think that an emotopenis is obvious enough that like if I if I sent it to like my grandmother in 1995 she would have been like hold on a second why are you doing this this is so awful and lewd like a penis I, looks like a penis my dude like yes i'm not disagreeing with that fact I am more just concerned with the story that you've painted. It's another another concerning story from it's, Ben this week. No, this is this is not this is not like a sexual thing. This is like a I'm you know, you just accidentally sent a penis to your grandmother. No, like you're you're 12 and you're like someone someone at school just showed you this and you're like ha 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 and then okay. you're like I'm going to be I'm going to be a a rude cool dude. And mm-hmm. like send everyone this emoto penis because I think it's funny. And then like so, you know, it's like it's like saying the word hell in front of your parents the first time. Okay. All right. Now you're I'm like, with you. You're like, yeah, ha ha ha. Like, I'm gonna uh, say. I cursed in front of my I cursed in front of my dad. I'm a rayable. And then uh they don't find it so funny. Yeah, because they just got home from work and they don't want to deal with you right now. It's like Go do your homework. Well, hell you, Dad. Go <laughs> do your homework. Hell you. I, to be I fair, a, if you're 12, I took a semester you at hell you. So anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like that. That's very Jeff good. Jeff freaks out because he is like, hey, why don't you get ready? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll take your phone. I'll put it somewhere safe. And he immediately sits down next to Abed. And he's like, Abed, we screwed up. Remember that text we sent? And Abed just stares blankly. And there's a a solid like two beats where it's just Jeff waiting for an an expression out of Abed. And he's like, fine, screw you, Abed. I can fix this. But just the audacity of like, we screwed up. Do you remember that text we sent? Like, damn, Jeff, that's cold. he does try to fix it by saying Britta texted the wrong person last night. Marcus texts him back saying, well, I don't buy it. You, you referred to me by name. You mean this. Don't be scared. And Jeff stares back at Abed. And then Abed just stares back and Jeff's like, screw you, Abed. Second time. (laughs) That's the thing that gets me is of so good. that Abed's just like, I don't, I don't know why you think I did anything here. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go back to Chang still trying to to get in Shirley's good graces. And he's like, are you ignoring me because I'm Korean? And she's like, you're Chinese. And he's like, there's a difference, which I love that whole 
uh, exchange because Ken Jong is Korean, not Chinese. Yeah, it's, and so it's it's a weird like it's it's multiple levels of meta about yeah. this at the same time, and I I love that. It's true, and it's also good that that Chang is making that and not Shirley. Yes, <laughs> like Shirley corrects him on his own ethnicity, <laughs> which is wild. Um. Uh, the stage is on stage. The play is going on, and boy, just everybody's loving drugs. The Pierce character, yeah, because the the kids, understandably, are not impressed by this play. And then, uh, drugs comes out and is all fun and wild and making jokes, and the kids think that he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um. They, they they all love drugs uh they cool the kids they think, love drugs they think that cool kids do drugs which um so we have to give the uh the cat uh to well okay we have to give him anti-anxieties okay. i got really concerned about where we we're going on this story but i'm i'm in i'm let's we're talking about uh, cats the Yes, my cat uh, buys scrap aluminum. No, the the cat. No, everybody's <laughs> buying scrap aluminum nowadays. The the, the market cat is saturated. Is on an anti anxiety in the morning, and then he still over grooms. So we're also we've been trying to get him to do some some cat CBD oil. Okay, which he absolutely hates the uh, sure. the taste of. Um, he has bitten into the pill accidentally. Because it's like a liquid and you put it in a pill. He's Ooh. bitten into it twice accidentally and his mouth just foams up like crazy. And he he doesn't like taking it. And so now every single day I'm like, hey, bud, uh, you should take your drugs because cool people do drugs. Like I, I, like I, I tell this to my cat. Your cat. I tell this to my cat every day about how cool people do drugs. I take I take allergy meds in the morning and I'm like, see. I'm taking drugs. I'm cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I am I love, peer pressuring I my do, cat. You are like that is I I I have some high like high respect for that like levels of dad, but I did not realize <laughs> you were gonna be there already with a cat. Because that is some dad ass levels of dad. Look, you can say, you can say some ridiculous things to a cat because a cat's not going to go to school and repeat them. It's true. My right? daddy takes if, drugs. If yeah, exactly. You, if you totally have right. a child and the child uh, gets a cold and and you're giving the the child some like Dayquil or whatever, mm-hmm. child Dayquil, child Dayquil, of course. And they, and they don't we like, wouldn't give them the adult Dayquil. I mean, they, they don't do like such a thing the flavor of child Dayquil, even though it's child, it's, it's, flavored. it's child flavored. Yes, exactly. It's, yes. They, you're not, you're not going to be like, come on, bud. Take, Take some drugs. drugs. Cool kids do drugs <laughs> because they are absolutely going to go to school and be like, dad told me that cool yeah. kids do drugs. That's and then an- <laughs> you're going to get pulled into a parent teacher conference. <laughs> your whole freaking day is shot. Yeah, that's at least a phone call that is concerning. At, at minimum. Yeah, at um, least. Because they're going to call you up and then they're going to be like, did you tell your kid that, uh, d- did you tell Mike Jr. that uh-huh, That's cool what I'm naming my kids, of course. All cool of my kids, kids are going to be named dr- Mike Jr. Did you tell Mike Jr. 5 that cool kids <laughs> do drugs? 
And then you're either going to have to lie uh-huh. and and make it so that your child uh, sounds like a, a freaking liar, or you're uh-huh. going to have to be like, yes, I did do that. And then at that point, you're getting you're getting pulled into a parent teacher conference. You got to take might time be off CPS of work instead. Like child protective services might be called on me. So you know, but you can you can say stuff like that to a cat because the cat's not going to go to school and be like, "It's my true. dad told me cool kids do drugs." I do feel like the uh, the cats though do have a whisker network that they they work on. I've I've made I felt bad making that joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to edit in like four extra seconds of silence no, after that. That's fair. It's going like, like, so good. If you want to just put in crickets there, that's also fine. <laughs> I like, I recognize that that was a bad joke and I probably shouldn't have made it. Anyways, that's my story about telling my cat that cool kids do drugs. Um, and what did we learn from this? Don't tell your kids that cool kids do drugs because they'll say it at school and then they'll be going to CPS. Uh, uh, winners don't use drugs. So, that's what all the arcade games say. That's what the, all the arcade games say. Um, I've I played uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arcade game. I knew you were going Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why did I know that? Because it because it rules. It was that or the Simpsons one, my dude. I mean, so many games said winners do not do drugs. WWF WrestleMania said winners don't do drugs, and wrestlers did drugs. Also, the thing that I love about that winners don't use drugs thing is that it 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 at the bottom is like fbi director william sessions and i'm like kids don't care who who the heck fbi director is some it, nerd it's just that it's honestly just there to give it more like oh no that's the that's those are the federales i don't know why i said federales what's wrong with me shirley calls chang crazy we we cut back to the uh to the play the Jeff, so the play, we we don't get to see the whole play, but the 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 situation has escalated so that cool cat Jeff is dead, just dead in a coffin, middle of stage. The bees are humming taps. They are humming taps, taps buzzing really. taps. Jeff, the cool cat, is dead in the fiction, but in the fiction of the show, not the fiction of the play, he is texting Marcus yes. in the coffin. He is he is not acting like he's not. The dean in the audience is like, well, that answers my question. Jeff Winger is sexy in a coffin. The the kid next to him just kind of looks and stares at him. And I think that's the correct reaction. That's, that's the correct one. Yes. Uh, that or get up and leave. At that point, uh, dr- it's time for drugs to show up again. In fact, he was supposed to already be on stage. Uh, so he's backstage with a wacky wig and sparklers. And it's like, get on stage. And then he kind of does, sets off the sparklers and he's got the wacky wig and he yells, Pokemon! Because that's what the kids love. And I mean, honestly, they probably do. I yeah. love Pokemon. Pokemon I'm, Pokemon's I'm, cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this just kind of goes into a place. Uh, Britta asks, Britta runs backstage and asks Annie what we should do. Should we call a fire alarm? Should we get the Dean? And Annie's well, like, well, the, the kids the- are... Yeah, the, the thing you skipped over is that while Pierce is go- Pierce as drugs is going all wacky and farting on on cool cat Jeff in the coffin mm. and being all weird, the kids are 
going wild for oh, yeah. this. They are he, cheering. They they are laughing. They think that they think drugs is the coolest. Mm-hmm. I need to That's get true. my cat to watch this part of the play so that he takes a CBD this meds. Part. Only this. Only part. this part. Um, he he so yes. would he would he would run away when drugs shows up with the sparklers and yells Pokemon and then he'd hide mm-hmm. under a bed. Because um, you know it's noted, Lear is not a fan of Pokemon. He hates Pokemon. Everything else, great, but just I can't stand Pokemon. He was a Digimon cat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's when Greta runs no, out. You know what? You know what's great? I wish I could yes and that, but I don't know anything about Digimon. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got nothing. That's when Greta <laughs> runs out and is like, hey, we, we need to fix this. Like, you know, call in the bomb threat, pull the fire alarm, whatever. And Annie is like, no, it's it's fine. This is fine. Pierce is about to be flushed uh, because the, the final act into it. Yeah. of the, the story is that drugs are supposed to get flushed down the toilet. There's a big paper toilet uh, that he's standing in and Pierce goes back out there uh, or Pierce gets flushed, mm-hmm. but he is, he has he's doing get, all sorts of like dances and making jokes. And he literally has to be dragged off of stage by Garrett and Annie, like mm-hmm. literally dragged. And he's like, I got to go back out there. And he's like, no, you, you got flushed. And he's like, oh, you know, being just cause you get flushed doesn't mean you're dead. I could be a floater. And then he takes the time to try to explain what a floater is to Annie. And she's like, and he's like, I, I know. <laughs> I know what a floater is, Pierce. My favorite part is his assumption that, like, he has to mansplain a floater to her. It's like, come on. Uh, Annie tells him that going back out there is a mixed message, and Pierce is like, you know what a mixed message is? You can pay. You couldn't pay your rent before, and now you can with the money that I gave you. We're alike. We're independent. We need each other. Garrett looks scandalized when uh when pierce says that he gave her money like i did not notice garrett oh, being yeah. scandalized he, but i he, do appreciate there's a, there's the a quick commitment. shot of garrett just being like whoa, whoa, what this might have happened while i was trying to write down a note i do love garrett's commitment to the show i do love the actor's commitment it's oh so garrett good. is so good national treasure i do love the the we're independent we're both independent we both need each other like wait <laughs> Hold on. Let's let's inspect that. The play is the, the uh, apparently this is just the first act. Uh but it's it's wrapping up. The bees are all like getting rid of drugs is a great idea. Cool cat Jeff is an angel with a little little harp. I will uh, say that Abed does say it's a good idea. Uh, getting rid of drugs is a great idea. Cuz he does insert the bee in there. Uh-huh. And then he catches a baseball. Which is odd. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Troy says a line and just gets hit in the face with a baseball. And somebody's like, chuck it at his nuts. The kids are getting rowdy. And that's when Drugs comes back. And Drugs is like, ain't no party without Drugs. And all the kids start chanting, I love you, Drugs. And and uh, a girl in the audience hugs Drugs. And, and they all start shouting, we want Drugs. We want Drugs. Yeah, uh, at backstage, Annie is basically having a panic attack, which understandably. understandable. <laughs> yes, when kids are chanting, we want drugs, that tells you something has gone wrong. 
Pierce is is Pierce loves this. He's like, yeah. I did so I did so great. They love me. They're cheering for me. And everyone else is just pissed off. Sure. I do want to point out that Pierce is like, listen to that, Dad. I'm a god. So he's still got those daddy he's issues. Got some, he's got some daddy issues, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, and he kind of blows up at him, uh, saying, after intermission, we're going back to the original strip and we're doing damage control. Yeah, and they get into a little argument, and it's at this point that Annie comes clean about the money, and so now everyone knows that Pierce gave her some money, uh, and they're like, that explains everything. That's why you've right. been letting him get away with all of this. And everybody's and kind everyone, of disappointed in her. Yeah, everyone's mad at Pierce and Annie. Mm-hmm. Annie fires Pierce off of the production, which is warranted, I think. And Jeff's like, the only reason we did this was for your stupid ideas and now uh, ideals. And now you don't even have those. Yeah. And at that point, the Dean comes in. He's like, we've got 50 at risk preteens armed with baseballs, cheering for drugs who just spent intermission eating nothing but Charleston chews. Thank God. We I skipped over the- it. But the Dean earlier <laughs> was trying. Was He's like, hopefully... Hopefully these kids clear out all the old Charleston shoes. And I love the, the fact that these kids are eating Charleston shoes. I don't think I've ever consumed one. Um, I don't. I don't even. Also, is it? Is it? It. It feels odd that that's the joke candy. Does it feel odd? Because it was the joke candy for Nixon in Futurama from Back to the Futurama. It is a joke candy yet again for the Dean here. I find it interesting. I think that it's just compared is to it, most other candies, it's not popular. I think that's the joke. It's it's not a, it sounds a little funny because you're chewing a Charleston or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. And I, I have the Wikipedia up for Charleston. Okay, great. Charleston I, chew. I recognize you are doing something over there. Um, the candy was named <laughs> after the Charleston, a popular dance at the time of its, of its creation. I figured there as much. Go. Charleston Chew candy bars have been used to demonstrate rheology to students in North American University geology labs. I don't know what that is. Apparently, I wasn't paying attention in geology. Wiki um, walk. Wiki walk. <laughs> there are five entries for popular culture. In the animated sci-fi TV series Futurama, Charleston Chew is frequently mentioned by head of state Richard Nixon, who is I the president of Earth. Because we talked about that show for years. In the podcast Dungeons and Daddies, Charleston Chew is the favorite candy of the character Daryl Wilson. Uh, they provide emotional support for Daryl in times of stress. Wait, I, hold I've on. I've never a heard podcast of this pod- made it. I, yeah, hold on. I just, I want to be a podcast on Wikipedia. We're notable, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. How many? Okay. This actually won an award. So Oh okay. yeah, we're never it's, gonna it's, do that. It's notable. It's notable. Yeah, um, we're not notable. That's fine. In the in the comedy Someday. sitcom in the comedy sitcom TV show community, Dean Pelton mentions Charleston Chews in the season two episode. That's it. That's the line. <laughs> not a complete <laughs> sentence. Uh mention, mentions Charleston Chews in the season two episode. Like it's about to give you the name of the episode Some, with somebody, a link to the episode. Somebody ought to ought to fix that. Um, well, fortunately, it's Wikipedia. Anybody can. I, neither of us will. We're trying to record this dumb podcast. In season two of The Boys, Annie Starlight mentions Charleston Shoes as one of her top three favorite sweets. And cool. in the 2020 for- movie, The Devil All the Time, after violently assaulting two men who made comments about sexually assaulting his wife, 
Willard Whoa. Russell asks his son what kind of candy bar he's going to get at the store. His son responds, um, a Charleston chew. That Whoa. went some places. <laughs> that, that, that one entry has a lot going on in it. Yeah, that was a fun little Wikipedia that walk was, that we that just was, went on. That was wild. That's Charleston chew in popular culture. Jeff is like, we just created 50 potential meth heads. The least we can do is hit the reset button, take it back down to the national average. Uh, Shirley calls it a suicide mission, and Chang's like, did I hear crazy person? And I was like, And everybody's no. like, no. He's like, I heard it. And he has the drugs costume. And uh, he goes out there as drugs and is just goes out as unhinged. Yeah, he's like, because all the kids are like, you're not drugs. And he's like, oh, am I? Did you expect me to say that stay the same forever? And just like starts yeah, he, going wild about like eating faces and, and, you know, usual Chang discussions, usual Chang discussions, because Chang, for whatever reason, references eating your face a lot, like a lot, a lot too much. He is LT great Chino. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you can call him that anymore now that he's been found out that he doesn't have a, you know, he lied about everything, but fair. And uh, the he's like, there's nothing you can do. And the kids say, let's kill him. And they all rush Chang and beat the ever-loving crap out of him. Mm -hmm. The dean congratulates Andy on the play. The kids were so excited for drugs. And then they realized that the whole problem was independence. Uh, what are the bee costumes going to do after this? We don't get to find out because it cuts, over to, it cuts over to Jeff, uh, who finds Marcus and he, first of all, he announces himself as Britta's boyfriend. Yeah, not totally accurate, but fine. Uh, and he's like, hey, so I was just messing around. I sent those texts. Uh, let's, you know, and, and he's the Marcus is like, hey, well, I'll just tell someone that you were sending those texts to a 14 year old boy. And Jeff is like, I'll you know tell people what you were sending and then basically decide to call it a draw mm -hmm. britta never needs to know and marcus, marcus does is have like, a price though he he's got a, he's got a price uh which we find out momentarily is britta's bra which why would you go with a bra is my question because when you're 14 a thing that has touched boobs is pretty great because you don't have access to boobs were you not a 14-year-old boy once, Mike? I was definitely a 14-year-old boy. I don't think I would have gone for bra when, when this man clearly has some kind of money that I could use to buy video games. Okay, so you're going to go for the monetary reward rather than mm -hmm. the like. I like how you called it a reward. You uh, mean a bribe. <laughs> Mo monetary bribe. monetary bribe as opposed to like this this is a thing that has touched boobs which right okay that I, that's my gut feeling yes uh the cat is meowing she does not like this line of conversation so let's move on F frankly i don't do either but i want to buy more video games so then get a job sir um it's true guess who gets a job annie does <laughs> She does. She decides instead of Look depending... Look at that segue. I'm going to call out that segue. It's so good. 
Yes. The best the best thing about a good segue is when you t- stop the entire flow of the podcast, call out how good the segue was. When you dunk per- and you're like, everybody has to stop playing the game and look at how good I just dunked. Annie says that she's not going to take Pierce's money anymore. She's going to get a job and pay her own way. And Pierce is like, okay, but like we're still friends. And she's like, give me a day. Mm-hmm. Which, fair. Um, uh, it does Shirley point, also yeah, makes Shirley up and Chang with have Chang. a very interesting interaction. It's odd because she's like that was a that was a real noble thing you did. Um, you know, like I I suppose you know just in case you you are the father, like I I should probably you know be nicer to you. And he's like, well then why don't I go get Chang and we can uh, I can uh, you can tell me about yourself. Yeah, and I feel then like he she just immediately kind of stares at her mm-hmm. with a smile on his face, and it f- makes me really uncomfortable. And um, I think Ken Jong is very good at that. Very I don't good. like it. Annie apologizes and is like, "Hey, you know, even I learned something today." And um, and yeah, the Jeff has managed to steal Britta's bra through this whole confusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't it's love odd it. That it's odd that she wasn't wearing it i mean maybe maybe the costume uh required her not wear the bra for i'm you know this line of conversation doesn't have much at the end of it so we're just gonna move on maybe jeff is so good at sleight of hand he can steal a bra right off a lady you know i was wrong this does have a lot going on for it so let's continue this line of conversation okay Uh, i I was wrong again i was wrong again uh we cut to the tag uh it is in annie's apartment it is 2 a.m and there's an announcement downstairs from dildopolis that the night owl deals have begun don't forget dildopolis is closed on president's day just kidding dildopolis never closes also all purchases will will be discreet and will appear on your credit card as abc dildos inc while you're waiting enjoy an espresso or cinnamon biscotti here's my question (laughs) Okay, I do want to point out that Annie is like try, you, using a broom to try to get them to shut up. That's she, the she joke is. here. That's that, that's that's not my that's my, my not my question. No, my question I just is, want to. I'm painting you, the picture. You're at a, you're at a marital aid store. You're at Dildopolis. Yes, the, yes. the good one down on Vine. Sure. Which I think I said was, was where the bad Wendy's was. Yeah, so. it's a bad Wendy's, but it's a good, good, Dildopolis. good Dildopolis. It's great. It's I, the bad Wendy's is next to the good Dildopolis. That's how you know them. <laughs> of course. Um, I know where which, you're going. Which always I'm sucks because they're like, I want to go to the Good Wendy's and the Good Dildopolis. I don't but really want to make two stops. But they're all the way across town Right, that's other. a hassle. Ugh. If only the Good Dildopolis was next to the Good Wendy's, then everything would be so simple for us. Uh, th- the fact that we want Baconators and Dildos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to decide if I want to turn- make the subtitle of this episode Baconators and Dildos. but uh... y- That's a choice you get to make later, my friend. <laughs> So my question is, you are waiting at the marital aid store, the Dildopolis down on Vine. We've said dildo enough. Just say Dildopolis. <laughs> you are waiting and some someone at Dildopolis is like, how about an espresso and cinnamon biscotti? Do you consume the espresso and cinnamon biscotti at Dildopolis? Keep in mind, this is the good one. Now at the good one, you say. At the, the good Dildopolis down on Vine. Okay, so here's where I'm going to go with this. 
Um, <laughs> there are, so we're talking about the good Dildopolis. Um, there are some positive uh, marital aid stores in Portland that mm-hmm. I would accept a biscotti and an espresso from. And there are some uh, marital aid stores in Portland that I would not accept a, a, a biscotti and a espresso from most of which are on a street that I'm very close to <laughs> the, uh, so I would not do that. Um, but if it is the good Dildopolis, I'm assuming that good is for the fact that it doesn't, you know, it's not the bad Dildopolis, you know, as okay. the tautology there. So yes, at the good Dildopolis, I would accept an espresso and a biscotti. Okay. I do feel like a sex toy store with espresso is is some real next level Portland stuff. Like Right. Which is why this this act tag doesn't actually work for me. And because <laughs> it's very clearly in a bad section of town. Mm-hmm. But they're but, giving espresso and biscotti. But I'm I'm like I'm like, no, I bet I I would I would not be at all surprised in Portland to be like Oh hey yeah this uh this sex toy store has a espresso bar like a yeah. full-time barista just like making some espresso like why not i makes perfect sense to me portland exactly great. and then they put latte, latte art of a vulva on there yeah exactly it's it's a wonderful time it's a wonderful time anyways that's the end of the tag and that means that it is time for and ending this podcast probably because we've done probably i think uh i think this is a pretty good episode um we tend to not get many episodes about annie specifically and Mm -hmm. even in this one it is it is a very Annie centric episode, but even even in this episode, uh, I do feel like Annie is a little bit of a side plot. Sure. Yeah, I, I I like getting a good I like getting an episode a little bit more about Annie. Um, I really appreciate uh, uh, getting that sort of view into her world, um, and I, I mean, I don't love Pierce you know taking advantage of her but i do think i do think as a story it's a it's a well done story mm-hmm. um because i do think pierce is exactly that kind of guy and i do think that annie being like 19 uh 19 and and a little bit naive um is i think that's exactly annie right mm-hmm. so like i think that story i think that half of the story is really well written um i don't love the stupid little side plot about uh britta's nephew that's weird like it's odd yeah i'm i'm sure there are instances uh of of such things um but i don't want to know about them i'm fine uh (laughs) There are reasons I didn't watch Game of Thrones. So that's such a way to put it, my man. Um, so yeah, that's fine. Uh the the way that the play shakes out, um, I think is um it's a little it's a little cringe humory to to watch. Um 
but it's also it's also playing into into Pierce. I think it's a well written episode. Um, not overall my favorite. Um, I would give it a solid B. I think. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time disagreeing with you on anything. I really do appreciate some of the beats in the Marcus story. Uh, basically, base Abed just being like, oh yeah, watching this thing happen and being like, why are you doing this? And then just staring at Jeff anytime he does anything further in the situation. I do think that's very funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the Marcus subplot because it just feels off. Doesn't it, I don't think it really gives me much of anything um, because it's basically Jeff texting the entire time, um, <laughs> which is I mean, Joel McHale can act the hell out of in front of a micro in front of a phone. But I mean, that's you're you're asking a lot. Um the only do, the only TV shows to ever truly pull off uh, text communication well is BoJack Horseman and You're the Worst, and I stand by that. Go ahead. I don't have a thought on that myself. Um, that being said, I do I do think you're right that even though this episode is kind of about Annie, she kind of does she learns, but she her learning goes off screen. It feels like when she leaves after the kind of disaster and then goes to the back and then sees how it, and everybody saves her. Well, Chang specifically saves her from this being a complete disaster and said just being a Chang disaster, which is an improvement. A Chang disaster. Oh, of course. Um, Yeah. I think it's, I mean, the characters are all well-written. They all, they're all, they're all making sense for who they are. I think, um, yeah, I, it's, it's, it's well-crafted. I think it's just, you know, not as enjoyable as some of the other ones that we've had. I think it's, there are some very funny like moments like Pierce yelling Pokemon at kids to make him like him, which is very Pokemon. good. To me. It's very funny that he did that. Um, but I agree. I think I'm going to go with a B as well. I just, it, it's, it's good. It just doesn't match some of the same highs that we've seen already or that we're going to see here soon. I promise that I didn't give my grade uh, with a purpose to make this joke, but now this episode started with two Bs and ended with two Bs. So... What were the Bs? Are you talking about balls? No, Troy and Abed were dressed up as Bs at the beginning. I thought you were talking about (laughs) our episode, and then I had to go back into my mind to figure out what was going on in this episode, because I asked you about the waxing question. No, it's bees. Um, it was we a community know, reference to bees. Yes, we want to know what you think about this episode. About weird bees questions about waxing and waxing, bee waxing. Uh, what about where did you take your scrap aluminum? Was it a guy in a U-Haul? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this is going to be the story that defines my legacy, and it's not even about me. Um, I look forward to you know what you know what now I, I've changed my Wikipedia hope I don't want to I don't want my own and I don't want one for the show I just want one for you and it describes the story oh good um I want somebody to write an article on a website that gets cited for this we want to know what you think about telling your cat to do drugs I want, we want to know what you have to think about the fact that apparently, and in, in I will be naming all of my kids Mike Jr. with different numerals. We want to know all these things and more. You can let us know by going to goodmorninggreendale.com. 
there's a contact form. You can also tweet at us at Good Greendale. You can find a Patreon, uh, which, by the way, we do have a new Patreon patron. Wonderful. Um, thanks for uh, Andrew Baker, um, who might be a returning Patreon uh, patron. I don't remember, but your name came up. So I'll thank yeah. you again. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, if you two want to uh, give us some money for doing this podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash back to the Futurama. Um, you don't have to give uh, as much money as you as Ben got for the scrap aluminum. But if you do, thank you. Um, uh-huh. But at the same time, again, times are hard. Times are apparently not improving, even though we're in the year 2021. But uh, we, we, you, we, we do this so that we put a smile on your face. Um, thank you for coming to the end of this. I know this was probably a long one based on how long we've been recording. Yeah, this. we've been recording for ages. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, you. we were we, we, we were, a, you know, a little a little flippant at the beginning of the episode uh, because jokes is how we get by. But, um, you know, we're we are recording this on January 12th. Uh, it's been a very long week for yeah. everyone. Um we we and you know this will be released a week from now i don't i don't even know what what the next week's going to be like so you know I mean, that'll I, be the day before the inauguration won't it in uh-huh. america yeah so we hope so, this puts a smile on your face and hopefully hopefully everything's going okay we, we regardless of what has happened and what uh may have happened in the time since um we hope that you are all doing well and safe and um you know we we hope that we uh helped brighten your day a little bit um and and yeah just you know stay safe um and uh yeah and uh the only the only other announcement um that i have is that uh next week we are doing the uh the the infamous uh D episode which um was uh, yes, pulled f- from uh, both Netflix and Hulu. Um, we have been, uh, it has been confirmed by some other people that it is still on Amazon prime. Uh, so if you have an Amazon prime, uh, subscription, you can watch it there. Um, and, um, if not, uh, you know, hopefully you've found a way to watch it. We will be talking about it next week and, uh, yeah, hope to, hope to see you next time. Uh, Yes, indeed. We we love you, and we wanna we wanna make weird jokes in your ear holes again. And if, until if you'll have us, until then, I'm Ben, and I'm Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.